0: Hi guys, it's Gemma here. Now, first of all, I want to say thank you because you're about to listen to this week's episode. Now, it's about terrible partners in labour because let's be honest, When your partner's with you in labour, they are a spare part, aren't they? And Gorka was definitely in that category. And now he's been eliminated from Strictly, I'm actually going to get 10 minutes with him to sit down and chat about our experience. So once he's back from his tip run, because that's all he does now on his days off, I'm going to grab him, sit down, and at the end of this episode, you'll hear my story about my time in labour with Gorka. to another episode of The Overshare. It's our safe place to put the world to rights, to chat amongst ourselves, unedited, I might ask, with plenty of honesty, which does mean occasionally there's adult content just in case there's any young ears lurking. You need to put the kids away for this one. This week, we're doing... My other half was that useless during my labor. So whilst I was pregnant with Tiago, I had so many messages from people offering advice and words of wisdom, right? Telling me how to cope with two. And there were a few people who wished me luck with Gorka and told me just how useless their other half was during labor. So if you thought your partner was rubbish, you'll be stunned at what's coming up.
1: And I was like, where have you been? And he was like, oh, I just went to play a round of golf. They don't tell you about the labour, the piles, the yeah. thrush, all that stuff. Oh, the stuff.
2: piles. When I just said for midwife, he's not coming in with me. <laughs> 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 what are you doing? And you went, well, we haven't watched the film. I want a refund.
0: Like, are you actually joking? As ever, we're going to be supported by someone who can guide us through the bizarre and wonderful and have a good chat with us. And today, it's Emma Kenny. Now, she's here and hopefully you'll know her from her TV work on this morning. And obviously, Emma, you've got boys and a girl now congratulations and a boy's easier than girls because i am i'm wrestling a son now as well any (laughs) tips for me is it going to be horrendous no it's
3: been really easy i think i've got away with it because of the boys they're just really kind of simple and logical as long as you feed them basically keep them warm at night they're pretty effective at just being quite consistently okay
0: well hopefully being for (laughs) an easy ride So our first guest on the show is Emma, another Emma. Hi, Emma. Thank
1: you for joining us. So Hi, how, how many uh, How many children do you have? Uh, I've got two, um, a four-year-old and a three-year-old. Oh, wow.
0: So close together.
1: Yeah. And everyone
0: listening is going to be horrified, but also very, like, entertained when they find out what your other half got up to whilst you were in labour. Tell us the story, Emma, of how, how useless he was. Tell us what he did.
1: I was um, booked in to be induced. Um, So they told us to arrive for 9am, which we did. um, And they put us in a room with, like, there's four beds. And they said, we'll put you here first and see how you go. And then when you're ready, we'll move you to the labour suite. And he went off to go get the bags from the car. And by the time he'd come back, they'd actually moved me to labour suite because they realised I was further along than they thought. And I was in the labour suite for about an hour and they were looking for him. They couldn't find where he'd gone. And they were like, he must have come back in by now with bags. <laughs> and eventually they found him asleep on the bed that they had originally put me in. He'd pulled <gasps> the curtains around himself and gone to sleep. Oh my god! <laughs> he got he got very much told off by the midwife for that.
0: I bet.
1: And then, um, so then we went into the labor suite. Um, things were progressing. Um, and it got to about... About 1 o'clock in the afternoon, um, my my contractions were just starting. He was getting really, like, antsy about being in the room for too long. He's not the sort of person that can sit still for long. So I just said to him, look, just go outside, get five minutes of fresh air, and then come back. And then he returned about, about an hour and a half, two hours later, like, really sweaty. <laughs> so I'm at this point, like, on the bouncing ball, having contractions. And I was like, where have you been? And he was like, oh, I just went to play a round of golf. All As right. you do. <laughs> golf. <laughs> and I was like, literally the midwife in the room looked at me and went, I'll give you five minutes. I bet she could out. see
0: see the clenched fist. So he fell asleep, first of all, on a hospital <laughs> bed, a spare hospital bed. He thought he'll have 40 wings because it's tiring, isn't it, when you're just watching your other half go through all really? that.
1: First thing in the morning as well, so yeah, even like he'd been doing a long shift.
0: And then he decides to go for a round of golf. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It couldn't have been a very relaxing run. game though, could it?
1: In the evening, because I still hadn't given birth, he went out for a run as well. So he left me again to go for another run. Oh Does he
0: obviously gosh. trust that you're not the
3: kind of person who's going to take out some serious action after those <laughs> kind of behaviours? You know, you're a very placid, lovely human being to be around. <laughs>
1: I think he just knew I was hooked up to machines, so I couldn't. He could get run, couldn't run, couldn't, couldn't chase him. <laughs> <laughs> and, what, yeah.
0: and what was it like with your second? Did he kind of? Did you prewarn him in advance? No golf, no sleep.
1: <laughs> second was a planned C-section, so he knew the time to be there. He had to just be there for that one bit. For guys, it is in part because obviously you're not. Know, they are a
0: spare part, <laughs> aren't they? During the labour, sure. and a lot of the time that they are annoying. Sometimes just being in the room, breathing. You're like, I just need to get this human out of me. Anything they do can be annoying.
3: Yeah, I think that's right. I think everybody in a situation where you're really stressed and you're dealing with one of the most complex experiences of your life, and as a female, giving birth is really tough. But at the same time, what you do want is for them to prioritise you. So if you (laughs) say, why don't you go and have a few rounds of golf? That's cool. (laughs) As long as you've checked out that the person really means it. But if they're just electing to remove themselves from the situation, probably on the most pivotal moment of your lives, that can pang a little bit of being egocentric and selfish and can also mean that going home is not going to be an environment you're going to wish to return to because of how that person's going to hoard that feeling. Because, I mean, for you, you probably tell that, don't you, Emma, at dinner parties.
1: You probably do it when oh, you're down yeah, the pub. Yeah. It's like the thing that he will oh, never be allowed to forget. Four years down the line, I still very much hold on to it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I bet. And what about, like, what's his mum said and his dad said about it? Or your parents, have you told them, obviously?
1: Yeah, they were just all quite shocked and they were just a bit like, I can't believe he did that, um, especially because I wanted my mum to be there. And he was like, "No, no, it's just going to be me and you," you know, which I understood. And then I was like, "Well, actually, I could have done with my mum there because you just kept leaving." It's like they don't know
0: what to do with themselves. They have one job, don't they? In the uh, in the whole equation until so the baby's actually here, and their job is quite fun for that for that one. You know, however long it takes, it's it's a fun fun thing for them and then it's like yeah you're done
1: it's a funny situation to be in because like you say they are like a spare part and I don't think they can do right for doing wrong
0: I think it there is. are some simple rules
3: like stay in the room don't go and play golf don't fall yeah. go yeah. and sleep and in a random the, ward that's those that's kind of things one. are pretty pivotal you know yeah. you stick to just being present that's probably good enough
0: Oh, well, Emma, thank you so much for, um, for sharing your story. And uh, yeah, good luck if, if you have any more kids. Make sure we're uh, handcuffed to you the whole time. I know, yeah. Uh, so our next guest is the lovely Rebecca. Welcome to the Overshare. and uh, Rebecca, your actual journey to the hospital didn't quite go as planned, <laughs> did it? Tell, tell us what no. happened.
4: Well, I needed to get to the hospital, obviously. Um, My husband was taking me and decided to um, stop in the plumbing shop on the way so that he could sort out materials for a job that he had boys working on. So I was left in the car park waiting for him while he was having a nice little chat with the the boys in the plumbing shop and I was desperate to get to the hospital.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. So he, he just casually popped in? Yep. And there was yeah. no urgency there was no like fast lane no, or anything he was no. just casual How long he were was, you waiting for more,
4: I was probably waiting for about fifth well 20 minutes 25 oh, no. minutes it was more, more you know focused on getting the materials for his job that he had to do and um, the boys in the plumber shop all asked him, like, oh, how is, how's Beck? You know, is she, how's, she, how's she doing, etc." And he was like, oh, yeah, she's in labour. She's in the car. And they were like, no, you're joking. He, they were like, no, she is in the car. And they, they all came out to have a little look just to check I was in the
0: car. <laughs> wow, because something that you're told as a, as a new mum or a mum-to-be is to plan your journey to the hospital in advance, aren't you?
4: I like to be prepared for things. So I'm always, like, I had my bag packed. The minute I knew, I was like, I had to go to hospital. I was like, look, months in advance, my bag was packed. And I was like, we knew the route and I knew everything. And then when he just stopped, I was like, what are you doing? We need to get there now.
3: <laughs> you yeah. must be a person that he thinks is always kind of heavily prepared, ready for anything. And oh, yeah. therefore there's not that much of a rush. Is that kind of the mindset yeah. and his excuse for the way he treated you?
4: Probably, yeah. He's <laughs> just like, yeah, don't worry. You know, it was everything sort itself out. And um, But my both my labours were really quick Wow so, Although I was quite chilled and relaxed literally within an hour of getting to the hospital I had the baby in my arms both times
0: I know a lot of people are going to be thinking was the materials did the job get done? Yeah. Yes Yeah
4: Because the next day I did have to stay in um, With my son for one night And the next day Like all the other mums Were there And they were like Partners turn it up To take them home Etc You know See the doctor They could go home And I was still sat there At something like Three o'clock in the afternoon And I was like Why haven't I gone home yet And it's because I was waiting for him To come and pick me up But he'd been to the job To sort of the job out And I was just sat there Like you should have been here at nine o'clock To get me <laughs> I'd be sitting here
0: All day waiting for you Oh well thank you so much Rebecca for sharing your story <laughs> Good luck with everything Oh thank you Our next guest is Jenny. Now, poor Jenny's fella is about to get a proper rinsing, apparently. So, Jenny, (laughs) tell us about it. Where were you when your contraction started? What
2: happened? I was at home and it was actually the day that I was supposed to go to the midwife. So, I went to the midwife and it's my third baby. So, she said, you know what you're doing, you know, just go up, go for a little walk. So, we dropped the kids off at my sister's. I said, let's go into town. I'll have a little wander around town. Um, I had a TENS machine on it. Everything felt fine. We had a bit of lunch and then I said, you know, I'm getting a bit tired. Should we just go to the cinema and watch like a really crappy film? We went to the cinema, sat down, watched the, the trailers. It was the most boring film. The Kingdom. Well, I'm, I'm told it was the most boring film because we didn't get to watch it. Um, Kingdom of Heaven. And within about five minutes of it starting, I just thought I've got to go. I really, really have to go. My The contractions were coming on really strong. So I said to my partner, come on, we need to go. He's like, what do you mean? The film's just started. No, like, we really need to go now. So we got up, I'm walking out, sort of puffing and panting a little bit. And then he just stopped and started talking to someone that worked there. And I was like, what are you doing? And he went, well, we haven't watched the film, I want a refund. Like, are you actually joking? I drove to hospital, we get to the car park, and he, again, stops and starts looking, and he's looking at his watch and looking at the sign, saying, um... How long do you think this is going to take then? Because if you're like six hours, it only costs so much. When I just said for midwife, he's not coming in with me. (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing is, it was actually 18 years ago
0: this day. My daughter, her 18th birthday. Oh, that's a lovely sign. And is he still as tight 18 years on?
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're not together anymore. And I did tell him the other day, I said, oh, by the way, I'm going to give you a bit of a
0: bashing. Um, He thought it was hilarious, but yeah, very, very tight. Crikey. And it went with parking, though. What baffles me with guys, they're always bothered about parking at like hospital or doctors. When normally, if they're nipping into town for a pair of shoes or something, they're not bothered, are they? Oh, <laughs> not at all. It's, it's kind of like <laughs> as and when. And Emma, do, you, do you think, obviously with guys, do you think they just have no clue at all what it's like for women in labour? I mean, obviously, Jenny, it's third baby. She, you seem very chilled. I mean, the fact that you suggested I'd just have some popcorn and sit down, I'd be like, oh my God. But men, they don't really know, do they? No,
3: and also women are quite calm a lot of the time. So women don't necessarily show people just what they're going through. And there is absolutely no way on God's earth that men truly can understand the pain of labour. They can't. They just Mm. have no concept. And I don't care how many doctors say that if you've had chronic pain like kidney stones, for example, you're going to be somebody who relates to it. I've had gallstones. I've had lots of issues that are chronic, incomparable to trying to birth a melon through a lemon, essentially. So men are never, ever going to really be able to connect. And I think that's why they're so challenged by the experience and also as just was noticed there the whole premise of well how long will it be because psychically i know this is what i'm connected to it will be five hours 33 minutes the very fact that they're asking those questions that shows you how psychologically far away they are from the reality of what you're enduring yeah
2: i'm surprised he didn't get me to walk from town actually it would have been cheaper (laughs) for him to absolutely rather than parking at the hospital
0: do you think sometimes birthing partners, the, the men, they go into distraction mode because they don't, need, they want to block out the reality of what's happening? Because there must be an element. Like I asked my mum to be with me at my first uh, birth. Yeah. Because I didn't. Same. I did not that I didn't trust Corker, but I, I, I wanted someone who delivered a baby. <laughs> I really agree. And someone who could relate to it, and she said it was difficult seeing me go through yeah. pain. So do you think that's the same sometimes for the fellas? They just want to distract themselves.
3: I mean, in most relationships, when you're with your partner and you're giving birth, you are the most important person for that human being to witness Mm. delivering that child and dealing with the agony. And I think that they feel lots of different emotions, highly stressed, very anxious, really scared for you. You know, you are everything to that person and you're giving them an even further everything. So I don't think that we can take it lightly, the psychological stress that they're under and the helplessness that they feel no matter whether they're being the best partner otherwise anything can annoy you just yeah. anything just breathing Back of the absolutely <laughs> so that is something they have to manage as well and unfortunately for them they can't really retaliate because no. they are going to lose it's as simple as that
0: oh well thank you so much for your, for your story Jenny and happy birthday to your daughter thank you okay. bye. bye bye
1: Jenny bye, bye.
0: Rachel is our next guest on the overshare and uh rachel we've got a, a comedy food appearance apparently with your story <laughs> well what happened how useless was your partner in labor
5: um well it was christmas eve so um not many places were open in the in the hospital and he'd not taken any food even though i told him to make sure he'd packed something up um so he managed to find a little shop and he went off to get something to eat, and he came in, and I'm hanging off this side of his bed, swinging side to side <laughs> mid contraction. And he turned around and went, "Do you want to park my pepper <laughs> army?" Like... So I told him I was going to bite something else in a minute and he put it in my face again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and of all the times, as well, a Christmas Eve, as well, all that lovely food he could have packed.
5: And then later on, because um, my labour wasn't progressing they um, were going to put a catheter in to see if I was needed to go to the toilet because I hadn't had a wee and um, so they put it in and they said oh nothing's coming out you need to take a drink so I'd taken all these like sport top bottles of drink so I said to him well pass me one of those drinks and he went oh I've drank them all <gasps> <laughs> so he drank he drank all the drink I think the midwife you could tell by my face they were like well get her some water, <laughs> some water. you need to drink something
3: Pepperami, what a choice
5: I think he was more worried about who's going to get his Christmas dinner the next day
0: (laughs) they should should do that in antenatal classes though I think stuff like this they always tell you the good things that are coming with a baby they don't tell you about the labour the pepperamis the piles the thrush all that stuff (laughs) it's awful and they never tell you that stuff do
3: they well maybe they need to educate the men so that when you're getting told what to put in your hospital bag to take they should be being advised what to put in a sandwich box then we'd all be happy, wouldn't we?
5: Well, we have had that in our lesson, in our antenatal classes, they'd said, make sure you're going to be there for hours, make sure that you've taken snacks. And So I said to him, when I'm laying in the bath at four in the morning, get some food, and he didn't.
0: I think there's a, there's a reason, isn't it, that women give birth
5: there is a reason, but also those kind of things where we don't necessarily
3: have a partner who remembers the time and the structure like we do. We are literally physically connected to that experience and moment. <laughs> you know, we are anchored to that reality. So I do understand why they don't necessarily hold yeah. dear those moments, whereas we tend to. Yeah. And also it's useful collateral that you can throw back at your partner for the rest of
0: their lives. <laughs> oh, well, Rachel, thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> thank right. you for sharing and... Uh, yeah, nope to any dads to be listening. Pack a sandwich bag. Yeah, pepperami will never feel the same again. No. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. No, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. He's back from the tip. Did you take all the boxes?
6: Yes, I did. Finally. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> so this episode, Gorka, is about partners in labour. Mm-hmm. So should we just cut to the chase? When Mia was born, when I was in labour with Mia, you fell asleep. Should we just say that?
6: Is I'll... this is this about to let me let me look like bad? No, um...
0: it's not about you, a great partner. We're talking about the day in labour though. Well, I didn't fall asleep. Well, I've got picture images of you. You have.
6: Yeah, you were in labour at the time. You were just like waiting to go into labour. Oh, so starting from that point, <laughs> I wasn't in labour. And yes, I fell asleep. No, I didn't fall asleep. I just was on my own thoughts with my eyes closed. <laughs> well, the light was too bright. The light was too bright. In my defence, I was touring around the country.
0: Yeah. Well, this is what Gorker always says. He was touring the country. And yeah, I, I can imagine being on a tour bus with your two best mates is a lot harder than growing a human. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I tried to get Mia out. It was a good two days I was trying for. Nothing worked. We ended up with an emergency C-section, didn't we? Yes. And then a hemorrhage. Yes. And to be fair, you did really, really step up at that point because that was when it got a bit scary.
6: I remember again, I kind of like wanted to keep myself busy, but I remember when uh, when the moment of the, like, when they took Gemma away to, like, give birth in the C-section, it was quite scary, you know, because obviously you tried to put, like, smile on your face to, oh, it's okay, everything is going to be fine, but then they were like, we don't know if you're going to be able to come in, because, you know, if things doesn't go to plan, you won't be able to come in, but just go and uh, put the scrubs on and be ready. And I remember I was in that room and I was like, I don't know if I'm even going to be able to go in and see her again. Yeah. What about uh, Tiago? How good I was? Well, yeah, with Thiago. Yeah.
0: Well, again, this is the thing, Tiago, my waters broke again on the uh, Wimbledon final day. And yeah. it was Alcaraz and Djokovic.
6: I said to her, please, don't go into labour now. Let me at least watch the final.
0: That's what he genuinely <laughs> did say that. Um, But, yeah, my waters broke early in the morning.
6: She even had to go upstairs because I was too loud.
0: (laughs) It was awful. I had to, I was upstairs on my own, on the bed, on all fours, just breathing through my contractions, because I wanted to try and stay at home for as long as possible this time. I don't know if it was a fear of the hospital or what, but I just thought until I can no longer tolerate the contractions, I will be at home. Mm. And um, so, yeah, I was upstairs just trying to deal with it. And every now and again, I'd hear, vamos, vamos, from downstairs. I was downstairs, downstairs
6: having uh, tortilla chips, watching the tennis. Yes. <laughs> and I remember, and that's obviously jokes aside, yeah. Uh, this, the game finished, uh, Alcaraz won, so I went upstairs and said, Are you okay? She's like, yes, yeah. she like, okay, now you can have the baby. <laughs> yeah,
0: he said, it's, it's Alcaraz's run, you can get him out now if you want. Um, but it got to the stage where I couldn't hold the conversation. So we were like, we, we need to go into the hospital. And this time you were so much more, you were much more relaxed, well, I think, because you knew what was happening. Yes.
6: I, I, I knew what was going on and I know we were like, okay, we know how to react, but because you was all more like organized and the fact that we were like, okay, we can make a, make a choice. We knew everything. This time around, I actually enjoyed it. I was even watching and looking at every, how you got a cut, how you got to stitch. I was quite like, oh, that's nice. That's, oh, that's amazing what they really? do. Really?
0: You found that nice?
6: Not nice, but I was just like fascinated. I love all these things, like interesting. It's like quite geeky. Yeah. So I love it, yeah.
0: It was a lot more relaxed this time. Mm. The only thing, we had Jess Glynn playing, didn't we? Not by choice. They had the radio on in the background, didn't they? Don't remember that. And when he come out, it was Jess Glynn. I don't wear makeup on Thursdays. That's what was playing. So no, I wouldn't say Gork has been useless in labor. It's It's been quite frustrating, but it's... It's only been because my, lab- my waters have broken each time
6: when you could have been watching
0: your Also, no you're so
6: dramatic sometimes, like...
0: Dramatic? I had yeah. a hemorrhage. What's dramatic no, about a
6: hemorrhage? that's not dramatic, but in general, you're just like, not dramatic, like, very apprensive apprehensive apprehensive person like you think something is you have a pain and you just have like a tumor or like cancer in your shoulder you'd like that and then you go to the worst place to look google doctors never look at google i love never google anything for every
0: single woman who's had a baby or is pregnant the worst thing you can say to them is you're quite dramatic i would love for a guy just to have just even a half of the pain of labour and contractions. There's a reason babies you guys don't have because them. Because
6: we are already dramatic by nature. That's why we don't have babies.
0: Speaking of babies, that's our little one crying. But have you, have you enjoyed the podcast so far?
6: Yes, it's very funny, very real, and I really enjoy it. <laughs> You're very funny.
0: Oh. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Gorks.
6: You're welcome, Anytime.
0: you so much everyone for listening we, we'd love your comments on this ep as always you can get us whenever you want to on the overshare whatsapp it's in the hands of producer matt so uh, yeah all the messages come to us so don't send him anything rude you don't want that filth do you <laughs> happily married. he's happily married so, so no filth the number is 07761 039898 or you can email us on Overshare at bowermedia.co.uk Thank you as well to Emma. It's Pleasure. been lovely having you here. Thank you so much. The Overshare was produced by Matt Foister for Bower Media. Please leave us a review and a comment. Tell your mates about us and we'll see you soon for more Oversharing. You can go now.